Brooklyn, New York. I'm Adam Teeter, and this is a Vine Bear Podcast Conversation. We're bringing you these conversations between our regularly scheduled podcasts in order to give you a better picture of how the COVID-19 virus is impacting all the parts of our industry, as well to help provide a bit of hope and a path forward for all of us. Today, I'm talking with Jenny Lefcourt of Jenny and Francois Selections. Jenny, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. So before we jump into everything you're dealing with, I'd love if you could just, for those not familiar with you, um, I'd love if you could just give us a quick uh, intro about yourself, who you are, and what Jenny and Francois is. Absolutely. So I'm a, an importer, and we distribute wine in New York City as well. And I work with um, distributors across the country. So I have a selection of natural wines from many parts of the globe at this point started out as an all French company because that's where the natural wine movement really got started. But we import uh, wonderful wines from wonderful people from all over the the planet. Wonderful. So I think it's, it's interesting to talk to you for two reasons. One, I'm, I'm really curious to hear um, the perspective of, of an importer, sort of what you're going what you're going through, how you're dealing with it, because you're you're dealing with both uh, you know on and off print of this business, but also you deal with a lot of amazing small producers, and so to take the temperature from you of sort of what they're going through and also what they're feeling right now would be really interesting. So I guess to kick this off, sort of, can you give me an idea, sort of what the days are looking like for you now that we're I guess two two and a half weeks really into this, all working from home? Yes, so we're we're getting used to this new reality. Um... At first, uh, it was panic and sadness and a little bit of a freak out. And now I've settled into um, really exploring this new world and this new life. Uh, I've moved my family from Manhattan, where I was born and raised and always have lived, up to White Plains to where my husband's father lives. So I'm enjoying the backyard with my daughter, Zoe, who's eight, and biking and jogging and you know, doing sports. Like trying but, to do something. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, in terms of the company, I, you know, we sell to retail stores and to restaurants in New York state. And then we work with uh, wholesalers across the country. So distributors who um, have picked up our selection and then represent us in almost every other state. So obviously with restaurants closed. Uh, I mean, I'm concerned about the restaurant world and all the people working in restaurants because, you know, their doors were shut from one day to the next. Um, Obviously, for us, that means that, you know, half our customers are, are, are closed and not purchasing wine. And the same for our distributors across the country. So we sell them wine, and then they sell the wines to restaurants and retail in 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 every state. Um, so we are, you know, adjusting and working with our retail partners and any restaurants. Some restaurants, because New York State made an exception and is allowing restaurants to sell wine to go with food deliveries or pickups. Um, so some restaurants we work with have remained open, but not a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But we're mostly adjusting to, you know, be selling all to retail so people can take wine home and enjoy it with their dinner at home. Um, So that's our new reality. So we're getting creative about how to talk to people in their homes through Instagram, mostly newsletters. Um, 
but for example, we're doing a, a wine evening with her, um, Dirty and Rowdy, Hardy Wallace, uh, next week on April 1st. Okay. Um, so we have encouraged people to go pick up his wines in, in a local retail shop and have them to drink and taste while he does a class. Um on zoom and there'll be live music well live <laughs> live <laughs> across the internet but he is a musician friend playing so um things like that we're figuring out how to you know wine is about community and wine is about bringing people together so it's very strange to each be in our own home but we're trying to figure out how to talk to people in their home like i mean just on a personal level i've been having zoom conversations with my um, friends in the evening with a glass of wine and it's really nice actually it's very social right so, you know so trying not to be um you know trying to reach out and and be social in this new way from our living room without having somebody next to us but I think um you know there's great and creative ways to bring wine and discussion and sharing wine um into people's homes through um, other methods than than the usual um, actual physically being next to someone. Right. So in terms of, I guess, uh, as a, for your business model, right, I think restaurants are a huge part of how people discover wines, especially small producers. Um, how much have you started to think about what the future looks like with this, I guess, unknowing part of our world where we, we don't, you know, we, we're unsure. Are we going to be, are we going to be working from home for the next two weeks? Are we going to be working from right. home for the next two months? Um, and how has that adapted the way you're thinking, especially as we run into a massive wine sale season, especially when it comes to whites and rosés? Um, yes. And what does that mean for, I guess, the wines you're bringing in? Or, or are those things that you're just like, look, it's still, I'm going to try to make it as business as usual for the time being. And we'll just push to one channel instead of two. Um, I mean, it's definitely not business as usual because right. our sales reps are not running around town, talking to their customers, showing new wines, discussing them, tasting them together. This is not happening. So, um, you know, we're trying to communicate really Instagram and newsletters and phone calls, <laughs> you know, are, are the best we can do right now. And so, you know, I think the the up end of that is we can um, get more creative about introducing new wines and maybe inviting people on to, I've contacted a bunch of retailers to see if they would like to um, do some Instagram live with us and talk about some wines they have in their shops that they're excited about. And we'll also do that with new arrivals. Um, you know, we can talk to everybody at once from our Instagram platform. I think that's, that's um, a great way to reach out and it's, it's forcing us to be more creative about that. So I think, you know, that will carry in, on into the future, even when everything gets back to normal. So it's, it's exciting to have time to think creatively about these things. So I think that's, you bring up an interesting point that I'm curious about. So I know that, you know, obviously one of the biggest, one of the biggest ways that you sell wine is obviously having people, you know, liquid to lips, right? So from your perspective, getting the buyer at the shop or the, you know, the beverage director to taste the wine is really important, especially when it comes to small producers who they may not be familiar with. What do the laws say right now? Like, would you, are you, could you legally send 
some of these people, especially the stores, a bottle and say, hey, this is a sample, please taste it. And if you can't, do you know if there's any movement around the country to try to get those laws to loosen so that you can still do your job while you are working remotely so that they can taste if they need to? Um, so yes, we actually are legally allowed to send two sample bottles to each customer of things that they've never carried before so that they're clearly samples. They're not like a gift or mm-hmm. like that, but they are samples of something to try. Obviously, this is much more expensive than what we usually do, which is totally. and maybe show it to eight customers in a day. And if it's still showing great the next day, show it to another eight customers and another eight customers. So this is um, this is an expensive way of doing uh, business, but it's the only way we have to get new wines um, to our customers to taste. Um, the other thing is, you know, at this point, we have such a, a professional team uh, that I think they all have great relationships with their retail customers. So if a new wine gets in, they can also say, hey, you know, I, I tasted this and this is what it's like. And, you know, we think you it's right for you. Um, so I think it's, you know, we've been around a long time. So that trust is is important. Yes, that makes sense. So I think I think what you're saying basically brings up a really good point, which is sort of um, you know the importance of, of building these relationships prior to this, right? So you've built a, a really strong reputation for your labels as being very high quality wine that people are more or less likely to love, right? So yeah, it, right. it it sort of is paying off now, um, which I think is is a lesson to a lot of people once we come out of this, right? That like that th- those relationships matter. Right, taking care of the people in the industry matters because that then does allow you to function in a very different way than maybe some other people won't be able to. Um, How are your small producers doing? Are they? I mean, especially you have so many around uh, the world, especially in Europe. Um, Have you talked to them? What are they saying to you? What are what are they thinking? Are they freaking out? Um, Just so that we could get an idea, and and how can we better help them? Because I think one of the biggest things that we're all aware of in the industry right now is that. You know, if you're a big brand, you're doing fine right now. Right. Um, if you look at if you look at the sales numbers, like they're soaring, um, yeah. especially with grocery stores where it's essential. You know, they've been labeled essential goods. Like those those stores are really selling lots of wine. But how can yeah. we help the small producers? Yeah, I mean, it's much harder for small producers who, yeah, who are not necessarily big brand names. Who you know, we rely on professionals to taste the wines and say. Um, and, and promote them, especially, you know, I mean, sommeliers do that job. That's their job is to present wines to um, restaurant folks and say, you know, you should try this um, and, uh, you know, describe the wine, the story behind the wine. Um, and without, without sommeliers being able to present wines in restaurants, it's very hard for a lot of our smaller producers. Right now, luckily... Um, for most people, it's time to be in the vines working. And so most of our producers are just out there working in the vines, um, which is where they have to be and are, always are at this season. Um, but in terms of sales, I, I mean, a lot of people are, are really frightened because Paris is shut down, for example. Um, not everyone can get the staff in that they need to bottle their rosé or bottle their spring wine. So I t- talked to um, Nadia Lusso, Chateau Olavigne, who's in uh, Cote de Duras, which is an unknown appellation south of Bordeaux. And she said she can't bottle her rosé right now because she doesn't have anyone 
working. Um, and so that, um, that's really hard. So she's out in the line. Yeah. Um, I talked to Tracy from Donkey and Goat in California who said, you know, she relies on, on her tasting room being open and all the events that they throw in the spring and, um, you know, their tasting room is shut down. So she really could use everyone's support, you know, buying direct from directly from her or, you know, through a New York, New York retailer. Um, we represent uh, her, them in a bunch of States. So, um, you know, that, that hurts a lot when you have a, a tasting room that you can't run for, for us producers. That's hard. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of them, I also talked to uh, Coralie Delanchenot of Grange Tiffen in the Loire Valley. She was just in here uh, in Texas, um, working with our distributor in Texas, uh, Rootstock, and, you know, presented the wine to a lot of restaurants who are now closed and can't make the purchase. You know, she invested in a trip. And so we said, well, we'll still bring in the wines to New York, but those are uh, wines that we sell more in restaurants than in retail. And so, um, you know, I'm not sure how that's going to go just for, for retail sales, but they're wonderful, beautiful wines from uh, Mont-Louis and Touraine. Um, so I hope people can discover them and we'll present them on Instagram and um, maybe we'll bring one of their restaurant fan sommeliers uh on instagram to talk about them when they arrive so if people want to follow what you're doing right now the best place is instagram absolutely and, to and what's the handle jenny francois awesome um jenny is there anything else that you want to add that i didn't ask um before we before we go for the first time we put up on our website um, a map of New York retailers, and I'm hoping to get other states up there as well, but New York re- retailers who carry our wines and links to specific wines carried by those retailers. Uh, so um, on our website, you can find that if you're looking for Jenny and Francois Selections wines, just to make it easier, because I know um, and I hope <laughs> that a lot of people, you know, look through for wine through through an importer they like. And so we decided to make it easier to find our wines in that way. So that's a new thing for us as well. So jennyandfrancois.com has, has a map of great retailers um, who carry our wines, and some of them are linked up to the wines directly, so you can click and find them. We have a newsletter as well that people can sign up on our website for jennyandfrancois.com. And to support your local retailers and any restaurants open as much as possible, order takeout um, delivery from local restaurants as much as possible, because we hope uh, everyone will still be here when when this is over. So we want to support them as much as we can. We completely agree. Well, Jenny, thank you so much. I know you're busy. Um, You have lots of other things to do. So spending 15 minutes with me on a Friday afternoon is very, very appreciated. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. And hopefully you gave everyone else listening something to think about as well. So I appreciate it. Thank you, Adam. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast. If you enjoy listening to us every week, please leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. Now for the credits. Vine Pair is produced and hosted by Zach Jabal, Erica Ducey, and me, Adam Teeter. Our engineer is Nick Patry and Keith Beavers. I'd also like to give a special shout out to my Vine Pair co-founder, Josh Mallon, and the rest of the Vine Pair team for their support. 
Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again right here next week.